This podcast is brought to you by OnTrack Studio. Hello and welcome back to season two of Riley May podcast. I cannot believe it's season two already and I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be back in your ears finally. And today I am joined and officially welcoming my co-host, Soph, to the scenes. Happy How to be you? here. So happy you're here. <laughs> you guys kind of saw this towards the end of season one, but Soph will be officially co-hosting with me on any solo episode for the foreseeable future. Exciting. Exciting. An honor. An honor. I'm so happy you're here because I feel like it just brings a different depth when you have someone to riff with. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I mean, we all love a Riley riff, but a little bit of discussion it's healthy. Just adds. Yeah. It's it's healthy. Healthy. We love a healthy discussion, but it's going to be, yeah, so good having you on board for season two. And I guess in season two as well, just to intro, we are going to be bringing in more guest episodes as well. So you're going to be getting a mix of the solo riffs with Soph and <laughs> also having guest episodes too. So I'm excited for this season and I feel like we're coming in with a fresh energy. We're coming in with a new level of intentionality. And I think I say that all the time for the podcast, but I actually truly mean it this time. Well, there's been a lot of effort put into the mm. like the content that's coming and also update. We're going to be going live a lot more frequently, which is really exciting. Yeah, we are. Three times a month is the plan so far. So you can expect an episode in the first sort of three weeks of the month. And then every fourth week is going to be me going live in our Facebook community, which is growing at a rapid rate, which we love to see. So there's a lot of movement over there. And if you're not in the Facebook group now, pause this episode, go into the show notes, do whatever you have to do. Keep the episode playing. Just yeah. go into the show. <laughs> it's multitask. Let's keep go. playing. Podcast manager's yeah. like, you know, you can, keep this, you can keep it playing. Keep playing, but go in now and join the Facebook group because there is going to be a lot more community sort of established over there. And there's so much intel and kind of insight side, I guess you guys are getting to the behind the scenes of the podcast, but kind of even a broader community, it's going to go further than just what happens in the podcast. Well, it's a two-way street, like you'll Mm. be live so you can actually talk to the community rather than just us talking your ears literally so be a part of the conversation yeah be a part of the conversation literally and we're adding in sort of different segments and things as well this season so every single episode will have listener cues towards the end and I really really want your perspective your questions and different things that you guys want to see and hear on the podcast as well so you're going to have a lot of pull when it comes to the podcast and even right now we're going through like a little bit of a rebrand in real time and I've already been plugging in um, to you all with like what podcast art to actually run with and things like that. So it's just cool that you get to be a part of what's actually moving in Riley May podcast, Riley May coaching and all the moving areas. And I'm just excited to connect and actually build more of a solid community over there because it's a really incredible group of women as well. Mm. Mm, Your audience is like no other. Mm, No other. We love them. (laughs) No, we really do. And in saying that, we now officially have a podcast Instagram. Yes. After a lot of... Back and forth. Yeah, we really took time to give this... I don't know. I guess just we sat in contemplation is what I'm going to say around this decision. And the reason being is I feel like so often it's like, we'll add an Instagram or we'll do like another aspect of, of business, but we're actually going to be showing up on there. It's going to be a very cool Instagram account for the podcast. And it's not going to be something that is like set and forget. So what are you planning to bring? 
just fun. The vibes. <laughs> no, the vibes. I definitely even see us going kind of live when we're recording in real time. So there'll be a different kind of insight to the podcast as well, but all of our snippets will go up there. Um, anything that we speak to in the episode that might be relevant content to actually see in like visual form will mm-hmm. also go to the podcast as well. And I might add as well with the Facebook community that if you jump in there, we're actually going to be uploading all of the videos that go to YouTube a week early in the Facebook group. So you will get exclusive access to that. We're actually feeling out what that's going to look like and how that's going to work, but it's going to work and Mm. you will get exclusive access to that. So there's perks. Yeah. There's perks. It's giving VIP. It's giving VIP. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're an OG, you better be a VIP. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of the energy of like, get in there. (laughs) If you're not, you need to be, I promise it's not going to be boring, but we don't even need to preface that. Yeah. They know. They get it. They get it. They get it. They get it. But starting with a little bit of an update on, yeah, what's been happening. So yeah, what has been happening? Let's start with biz. Wow. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) Too much. Too soon. No, business has been massive. So pretty much the last time I recorded was about a month ago and I was just going through the process of hiring a full-time business manager. I hadn't gone to New Zealand yet and there was just a lot happening at that time. And since then, I feel like so much has shifted behind the scenes and I feel like people say that, but truly like so much has shifted behind the scenes. It's almost the energy of, and I I plugged into expansion um, mastermind with this this morning, but so much is happening in terms of the direction of my coaching business and where the offer suite is actually headed and what we're going to be changing behind the scenes. And it's exciting because I think in business, it's either you notice patterns playing out in your industry, you notice things shifting and you move according, or you actually resist the the shift and you potentially elsewhere. Yeah play a little bit small and, and then in turn you get left behind. So I feel like right now my BM Molly and I have been very proactive in what we know needs to happen on and off the scenes. And it's been a really fun time. I have to say that the masculine side of business in terms of strategy and um, like the actual execution isn't always my favorite. I, yeah. <laughs> I like to be in more like creation and in actioning things and innovating and having the ideas, but the actual execution, I'm like, yeah. Do we dare outsource? Yeah. <laughs> you know this about me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's equally been very cool for me to, I guess, lean into a level of discomfort around, well, this is new and a lot of things that we are doing are new and I get to learn and innovate and almost open up an entirely new avenue in business as well in terms of where I, I thought I would take my business. And it feels good just really refining signature offers and building out the the mastermind more, my big mastermind expansion. And what we have planned for individual spaces in my business now feel so good. And there's just going to be, I would describe it as I'm in my slingshot era yeah. in business where there's going to be a couple of months where I'm definitely pulling back. I'm bringing a whole new level of intention to what's moving behind the scenes and it's going to not necessarily look quiet on the scenes, but it's going to kind of be quiet on the scenes, but it's going to be amazing come the second half of this year. And it's exciting to see the direction that we're headed and know what we're leading with and how much impact that's going to have on every avenue in business. So it's feeling good. Yeah. And your mastermind this round finishes up next week. Is that right? Next week. How crazy. Crazy. What what are like, what some of the things that the girls have like, if you can obviously don't go into individuals, but like Mm. what has happened for generally speaking, what are some of the things that they've worked through in the time they've worked with you? 
I feel like it's been such a pivotal container and we had a call yesterday and I plugged in and I was just like, this has been insane on so many levels. But the biggest thing that I've noticed with them is the way that they utilize mentorship and how potent the way they utilize Mm. mentorship is. And I think it's been really cool above anything that we've worked through or gotten tangibly from the container. Being able to build external awareness when you're in a container of women is it's unmatched like you really will never see those parts of yourself until you're in a container in a space where you can actually see the way that you think or you can see the way that you operate or you can see the moves that you make or how you lead and until you have and it's funny because it's like this is almost a walking contradiction to what I'm going to say but we don't want to fall into comparison but until you have people to compare to Mm. it's challenging to build external awareness. So I think this space to me has just proven the power of that and really seeing each and every one of them actually see themselves where they are, Mm. who they are, how they lead and what their strengths are and equally what potential weaknesses they have that they now get to really elevate has been pivotal because you can see the shift in their business totally it's yeah i mean there's no coincidence that it's called expansion mastermind because that's what you're speaking yeah. to mm. like you're just expanding yourself I yeah love that. Okay. it's like an elevation in every area yeah i think that's the cool part and even yeah now with the shift moving forward i think a huge part in business that i was even speaking to molly about is client experience and what i actually want spaces to feel and to be and I definitely think in business there's a level of obligation where you're like, I have to do this or I have to Mm. do that or this is just the way something's done. But now I'm coming into what do I want spaces to be? Mm. What do I want my offers to be? What do I want the client experience to be? And even having the newfound freedom, I guess you could say, through coming into awareness of what would you do if if it was up to you entirely, Mm. which it actually is. Yeah. (laughs) it's fucking cool (laughs) because I'm about to do so much that I I feel like I haven't even seen and not in a space of like, oh, it's so different, but it's just what I want to be doing in my business, in my company. And I can't wait to bring my clients with me in that because when you're going through, I guess, a pivot or like a quote unquote elevation in your business, everyone benefits from that. Yeah. Right. And not in a way of like, oh, I'm in it to benefit, but you just do because you're, I guess it's mentoring, right? Like you're watching someone navigate something new and there's so much that you get to learn from that, reap the benefits of. And that's why we have mentors. That's why we invest in people. That's why we, we grow at the rate we do. Because I think if you stand still, you're essentially going backwards Mm. because while you're standing still, everyone's actually moving forward. And that is the energy of you going backwards as well. So it's, um, it's just cool. Yeah, totally. Mm. How about personally? What's, what's been going on the last month for you? Wow. Where does one start? (laughs) Melbourne. (laughs) Melbourne. Yeah. So obviously I had gone to New Zealand and after coming back for a few days, I went to Melbourne with, um, a few of my girlfriends that are in the coaching industry and I just love them so much. <laughs> it's yeah, like the biggest thing. Shout out girls. Like <laughs> fucking cool group of girls. But above that proximity, like my fucking God, you just can't put a price on proximity and the impact it has. Mm. You know, and I think we hear that so often. Like we know the impact of proximity. We know you're somewhat a um, product of the five people you're around. Like we've heard that from such a young age and, and we know that to be true. But when you really analyze who you're surrounding yourself with and the impact they have, everything starts to change. Like there was no bullshit. There was no dishonesty. There was no 
there was no feeling of if I walk away from these people, they're going to start talking about me. Yeah. No high school drama. No high school drama. And it's funny because we're obviously all adults and you're not in high school anymore, but totally. how often are you in relationships where that, that very similar thing, you know, plays out. And I guess just to be around people that are in the industry, they get it, you know, above all, but also just the most insane humans in their own right, doing the most incredible things. And what we're able to, I guess, even provide each other with in terms of support, guidance, friendship, relationship, um, presence, all the different things is unmatched. Like you just can't explain it. And I feel like we get it because we have that relationship and, Mm. and we have relationships in our life like that. But it was just a new level of holy shit it actually gets to be this good Mm. yeah it would feel really good as well like being obviously in the coaching industry and then you know how integrous you are but now having formed such beautiful relationships with other women who are doing similar things in this industry and actually being like cool this is something to be a part of like this is I love Mm. my colleagues you know what I mean like I trust these people and I'm glad that like we're all delivering this like amazing experience to so many people. Totally. The colleagues thing is really interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> where even, you know, Dish had said it, but we were like, yeah, we're essentially colleagues. We don't, we're not against each other. Like this is a game that we get to play together, like the game of life, the game of business, the game of friendships, whatever, where we're actually in each other's corner and not in competition with each other. And together what we can do, create and be is so much more than what we can be on an individual you know, fun. Absolutely. And that goes beyond business. That's just like support from a human to human level. And, oh, I don't know. You just, you want it for everyone. And I think when you allow yourself to realize that that level of relationship and depth is actually available to you, everything starts to shift. Yeah, totally. I think that the competitiveness thing is super common in business when you're first getting started. But what I always think about is like, you know, if my as whatever my genius is, podcasting, marketing, my intention is for like my client to, you know, make maximum impact. I know that my power is here, but like, does that mean that I don't want them to also get like this from here or add support or whatever else, like mindset? It's just like everyone in the, in the industry has like such unique power mm-hmm. and it is just such a collaborative experience. And it's like when you view that you actually want the best for your client, them choosing whoever is the right fit feels so like it's abundant energy rather than lack. Yeah. And it's really cool. I love seeing it. Yeah. Everyone's so multifaceted and what they can bring is different to what you can bring. And it's, there's no, there's no space for competition in that frequency because you genuinely just want the best for each other and having friends, relationships, whatever that, you know, are genuine and, and genuinely want to see you succeed it's something that we should all strive to be for people yeah, and strive to have because yeah. it is available to you. And what you're able to do and action and execute when you have that level of support. World's your oyster. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot to take away from that. Like if you don't feel like your, your friends or people mm. around you are supportive, like start there start there yeah yeah and equally what you're entertaining as well you know and who you get to be yourself it's like we get to be the person that we desire Mm. whether that's in a relationship whether that's in a friendship and when you start to do the work around you know what you need to work through in order to be that for someone else you're naturally going to attract that for yourself Mm. and I think that's really powerful as well where it's like I can't have those friendships 
unless I'm it first. Yeah. I feel like the listener listening to this right now is probably like, where have you had to clean up in order to hold these friendships? (laughs) Can I dare ask on their behalf? Go for it. <laughs> this is why you're here. Yeah. You're like, you know what? We've all got some you know questions what? and we're going we're gonna to poke the bear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're poking the bear. Um, what have I had to clean up when it comes to friendships and relationships? So one thing that was reflected to me on this specific trip was the, the fact, and we spoke to it off air, but the dishonesty, you know, where their girls were like, you're actually very dishonest. And that was one confronting to hear, but also I can definitely see the part where I'm dishonest. And it's not necessarily that I quote unquote lie. It's that I pretend I'm okay with things that I'm not actually okay with for the sake of being perceived as nice, as easygoing, as um, non like confrontational, as the people pleaser, whatever it may be. And it's funny because I would sit here and say, oh, I've transcended the people pleaser. You know, I don't play into Mm -hmm. that, that frequency anymore, but this is where in personal development, we're never fully integrated in anything. No. Right? It's like I've spoke to it, um, I spoke to it on the podcast before rather, and it really is the energy of new level, new devil. And I can see recently where I have had opportunities present where I've needed to really test whether I am in integrity with my honesty or whether I'm not. And yeah, it's a new level and, and I can definitely see where I'm dishonest with, um, you know, tea at times or I'm dishonest with myself is a big one or I'm dishonest with family or with friends where, you know, there's so many examples I could pull on. But if T asked me, you know, how are you feeling about long distance? I'd be like, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm chilling. I'm having a great time when really I might genuinely be struggling or even from a personal level, I might ask myself, how do you feel about that offer looking that way? Or how do you feel about going on your phone at 6am or whatever, mm. right? This is internal stuff we're yes. speaking to. I might be like, oh, well, it's fine because I've got to get that work done. But I'm actually being very dishonest because that's not that's not what's going to serve me in that moment. Yeah. And the more that I lie to myself and the more that I, you know, play into the people pleasing or play into the, you know, trying to be liked, I'm literally perpetuating that cycle of dishonesty, which is going to naturally impact my ability to trust myself. So interesting. I think it's yeah. just like, you know, when the person listening was first heard that heard dishonesty, they wouldn't have known that what you were talking about was actually because mm. the intention behind the quote-unquote lie when when t asks you if you're okay you say good because your intention is i don't want to cause a fuss i don't want to you know make a scene here i want you to be enjoying your life and i don't want to you know take up space not i want to fucking start a fight with you right now like you know yeah. you think that like lying is like this sneaky thing but really it's like an honorable thing in a lot of ways and that's why you do it mm-hmm. but be- having that reflected and cleaning that up wow yeah huge, huge. and it's the dishonesty to make other people happy it's a dishonesty to prioritize someone else's feelings or human experience so it's like i'd rather suffer in silence and that's dramatic but let's just use that for the sake of of language it's like I'd rather suffer in silence than make that other person feel bad I'd rather suffer in silence than burden someone else with how I'm actually feeling so a lot of my dishonesty I can reflect on is to prioritize someone else's needs Mm. so if someone else needs something I'll pretend that I'm okay with it even if that comes to a detriment of of my own needs desires whatever I'm actually feeling or experiencing which in turn is going to be very negative right because naturally 
resentment's going to build. Mm. Resentment is going to compound. You know, when you're not voicing your needs, and this kind of ties into a new conversation, but if you're not voicing your needs in any area of your life or relationship, naturally you're going to feel resentment towards a thing over time. And I can feel a part where I'll often become quite angry or quite emotional towards certain things, whether it be an area in my business, whether it be um, a subcontractor that I haven't voiced a need to, whether it be my partner, whether it be a friend, because I'm not saying what I want or what I desire. In turn, I project that they can't hold me in it and then it becomes a a them thing, which is completely unfair. Yeah. Right? It's just completely unfair. So like the initial, I don't want to be honest with how I'm feeling is Mm. for them and who does who's the person that misses out in the end is them because – now they've got all this anger built up towards them and they're like, I didn't sign up for this. It's, it's completely unfair. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so funny because you can convince yourself that I'm doing the right thing. I'm avoiding the conflict. I'm actually putting their needs first. But this is where the conversation, I guess, around being selfish comes in, right? Where I've always believed, and it's funny that I've always believed this. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Here we are. But I have always believed and I've had different, I have had different levels to this, but you being selfish is arguably the highest form of self-care, right? Where it's like selfishness doesn't actually mean you're selfish. I believe in in turn you're actually selfless because you'd rather – potentially go against concept of self be perceived in a light that feels challenging in order to nurture the other thing right where it's like we know you can't pour from an empty cup we've heard that a thousand times over but it really is so true where it's like if you're not voicing a need to a partner and then in turn building resentment that's you not valuing that relationship enough to actually be perceived as potentially someone who is needy in that moment, who is challenging in that moment, who, you know, wants to start conflict in that moment. A lot of it comes down to concept of self and who you're trying to be perceived as. And if you're prioritizing protecting a concept of self over valuing and nurturing a relationship, there's work to be done around that. 100%. It's more comfortable to remain silent or to hear a friend complaining and just say, yeah, that sucks, girl. Like I'm, I'm here for you. As opposed to being like, look, I actually think that you're playing into this a little bit and actually getting them out of that area of suffering. Mm. Easier to just pat on the back and just be dishonest, essentially be like, yeah, I'm not going to reflect this to you or in your relationship, but actually more beneficial, more in integrity of being the best friend you claim to be or best girlfriend or whatever it is, best boss. Just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And I think it's getting comfortable being unliked for a moment. Yeah. You know, it's like, do you value that relationship enough to potentially not be liked for a moment in order for that relationship to be honest and to thrive? For the greater good. Yeah. For the greater good. A hundred percent. And and it's so funny because I, a month ago, if you said to me, you know, are you a people pleaser? I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I never people please. Like I'm so comfortable being honest. And there's truth to that because yeah. I have grown so much in my honesty, but I can feel now that I've hit a new level of, okay, you say you're honest now, how honest are you going to be? Yeah, totally. And it truly is the new level, same yeah. devil or sometimes new devil, but often the same. Like yeah. for me, when I was reflected that I'm like caught up in my image, I'm like, not a chance. I don't give a fuck about what brands I wear or yeah. what I look like or all these things. But then when someone saw me as weak or like not knowledgeable enough, I'm like, well, that's image. And then I'm like, oh, okay, it's coming out this way. And then you look at it. 
transcend move on <laughs> totally well it's got to play out somewhere doesn't it yeah you know totally. it has to play out somewhere so it's like definitely my my honesty would exist somewhere but probably not in a healthy way mm. not in an integrated way and that would be somewhat leaky as well mm. right so it, it's just really interesting to actually see but I know now that I've done not even a lot of work around this but I've just been in awareness of it so naturally I can really start to be more honest and, and more direct in the sense where you're not doing the honesty thing but then adding in 25 like filler words to make it more palatable yeah. for that person it's like I'm actually just going to say it how it is and trust that that person can access discernment and hold it yeah right because so often we disempower the other human and, and from my experience this is you know a story for me where it's like I'm disempowering T if I'm projecting that he can't hold me in something that's true for me yeah that's yeah. not fair no because he can hold me yeah totally mm. totally yeah so it's a tolerance thing as well and I think it's just checking in with where it's like oh where have I got a low tolerance to potentially you know someone being honest with me so therefore I'm projecting that other people can't hold me in my honesty so I think a lot of it comes down to mirror work where it's like at times you know this can be a huge mirror for you and I don't believe everything is a mirror like that that's actually not true some things are just fact but it's also just been cool for me on a personal level to answer your question yeah to, that life update, the life should, update yeah. yeah to see that and, and just trust that yeah, it's a new level, new devil. And I'm excited to just continue working on that and actually seeing what comes from that because I know naturally there's going to be new levels of depth in relationships and things are going to actually be more seamless, more easy in different dynamics because I know I'm leading with honesty. Yeah. And that's going to feel really good. Yeah. Mm. Watch it like come into business, relationship, friendships, all the things. Yeah everywhere yeah and even in business I think being an authority in business is a huge part in being a successful boss leader mentor business owner CEO and if you have a low tolerance to being direct it's naturally going to be hard to position yourself as an authority but even show up and be an authority when it comes to dealing with subcontractors dealing with um, you know staff dealing with clients and different things and processes that have to happen behind the scenes and I have definitely recently just been like oh what's my relationship to being an authority a hundred percent yeah it's just like honestly for me <laughs> I just be more direct because it's less admin like I could be you know <laughs> yeah, beat around a, bush. that's a fucking good point it's <laughs> yeah. like could beat around bush we go back and forward yeah. or I could just be like look this isn't feasible for me at this time mm. thank you so much well that's exactly it where it's actually coming into what makes sense for me yeah and where am I moving into the people pleasing because what I absolutely know to be true through experience of, of being on both ends, doing the people-pleasing thing in business is going to be a huge cock block for you scaling your business. Yeah. You know, I don't think people-pleasing and a scalable business actually can exist in the same sentence just down to um, the logistics around that. Yeah. You know, if you want team to be efficient, you're going to have to be direct. If you want your clients to get the best mentoring results, whatever your business is, you have to be direct and honest in what you're delivering and being an authority means to lead and to lead means to go first, right? And I think mm. that is a huge part that we often miss where it's like, oh, but I want everyone to be happy. It's like everyone will actually be a lot happier when you are leading spaces and we know authority is naturally attached. So that's, again, just a new level for me to look into that authority piece and actually strengthening my relationship with being the authority, knowing that just because you're authority, you're not the quote unquote bad guy. And I think this comes down to even our perception of bosses. Yeah. T 
teachers, principals, you know, in life, it's like, we've got these authority figures in our life, whether it be, um, you know, like your parents or, you know, literally bosses, like different people, the police, the police, right. <laughs> and they're the bad ones. Yeah. They're the annoying ones. Yeah. They're like the ones that we resent. They're the ones we don't want to be. Yeah. So then when we're in business and then we're put in a position to be the boss, it's like, oh, how do I feel when I'm the one calling the shots? How do I show up when I'm the one making the call or having to say no or making big decisions in business as well? Because, you know, I I know you know this, but for me now, I'm in a position where financially I'm always making big calls. Yeah, totally. And moving quite big amounts of money at a time. So if I'm doing the people pleaser of like, yep, I'll just do the easiest thing that's going to bite me in the ass. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. And not support what I know I need to do in business. Even if it means hold the phone for a month and just make a decision when it Feels tangibly good. makes more sense as well. Totally. Um, and that's just one example. And even having Molly on now and, and in a business manager role, there's a new level of authority there where it's like, okay, like she's my employee now. She's, you know, working for me full time and we've got such an incredible relationship, but it's a new level of authority again Absolutely. to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, previously you only had to worry about your mouth to feed. Now you've got another mm-hmm. person's mouth to feed. And it's yeah. like, you know, obviously you can hold that, but it, it can feel like a little bit scary to um, go from owning your own business and now actually being in charge of like someone's livelihood. Yeah. But yeah. It's huge. It is huge. It's a big conversation. I think it's um just something that we get to look at because I heard it this morning. Where did I hear it? I think it was even from one of my mentors, but she was essentially saying, you know, relationships and different things that happen in life can be a huge mirror for you, but there's no bigger mirror than running a business. Yeah. It's the ultimate self-development journey. (laughs) It's the ultimate self-development journey. You just see so many parts of yourself and, and you're initiated into so many different things like, you know, rejection, authority, um, standards, boundaries, people pleasing. There's everything that you could think of you're going to experience at some point in your business journey and it does just hold up a mirror to anything that you are don't allow yourself to be there's so many moving parts in that and I think that's probably somewhat the hardest part of business but also the most expansive part of business yeah where you're constantly going through some level of and this is going to sound a little bit dramatic but some level of emotional turmoil because you're always kind of moving through things and you're always seeing moving parts and I think especially in, in our industries where you are doing a level of, you know, um, self-development work and you are essentially the offer, you know, people are investing in you as a service and who you are as a human and different things like that. It comes with a different level of always looking, yeah, you know, in, internal and, and looking at things from a personal development lens and getting curious with, you know, what is actually playing out and how you're feeling and how that impacts the way you show up and different things. So, it's just cool. And I, I think that mirror part is really big in business as well. And, and like I said before, not everything is a mirror. You know, sometimes things are fact, things are what they are, but there's also a line where we do get to look a lot, you know, at, at ourselves and go internal with how we're feeling and what responsibility we can take in that as well. Exactly. And that's why they pay you the big bucks because you actually allow, Mm. like, you know, we're all struggling in business. Let's just be real. If you've got a business, you're struggling on some level. (laughs) There's something. (laughs) You know, some of us are choosing to use that as a catalyst to actually grow as a human. Mm-hmm. And some of us are crumbling. The choice is yours. Like you're mm-hmm. going to be struggling anyway. You may as well like make it for the, like may as well be struggling up 
a hill rather than struggling falling down the hill totally it's getting comfortable knowing that it's not probably going to be comfortable yeah I think that's the literally that's like the the only way to really say it because you do have to know that entering your your business and your business journey no matter what stage you're in you're always going to be net met rather with new levels of opportunity mm. to grow and mm. to see different things and if you stop evolving then you're probably not going to be met with anything, Mm. which is cool. Like if that's what you're happy doing, perfect, but you probably will notice that business is slow. If you want to move fast, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. Like don't be shocked when it's uncomfortable. That's just extra admin. (laughs) It's extra admin. It's extra admin. And it's, it's cool because the minute you do normalize that part where it's like, you know what, business can sometimes, and I'm going to be a bit crass, but like it can feel pretty fucked. Yeah. You know, that's actually just the truth. It can feel big. It can feel heavy. It can feel like there's just a lot to hold and move through constantly. But knowing that that's the path you're on and it's actually perfect and we don't make it wrong when we have moments of, oh my God, this feels big. This feels new. This feels challenging. It's like the more I move through those things, the better mentor, coach, leader, business owner, boss I'm going to be. And if you have that perspective, business is going to feel easier because in those moments, it's not the end of the world. We don't want to burn our business to the ground. It's, oh, new level, new devil, something I have to move through. What's this going to allow me to be and do moving forward for the people in my world? And that's that's the energy of leading and going first. Absolutely. It's going to be a bit unknown and that's okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I love this conversation. Me too. Just can't get yeah. enough of it. <laughs> okay. Now we will move into our listener queue. So like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you ever want to send in any messages, head over join the Facebook group. I'll just plug it one more time. (laughs) Join the Facebook group. And there's an anonymous Q&A link in there that you can always pop in any questions that you have for this segment of the podcast. And every week we'll probably answer one to three, dependent on the length of the question and how much substance it needs. So, Soph? I'll do it. Let's go. Go We've got three questions today, everyone exciting so this is written from like obviously the horse's mouth the horse being the person who put in the question so i'm not thinking of moving to sydney or the gc to sydney from sydney but this is the question i'm thinking of moving to gc from sydney i'm so scared but it just feels right what advice would you have for someone who has moved there in terms of the best place to live close to the beach best way to meet new like-minded friends etc so i would say just go and, and you'll know once you get there in terms of like actually where you want to live because anywhere is incredible. I personally like belly to Palm Beach. Mm. Love. Literally. Love. Yeah. Like you can't go wrong. But from more of a like nervous standpoint, I think whenever nerves are attached to anything that you're about to do, you know you're in for a really wild ride in mm. the best way possible. It's that discomfort. A hundred percent. Like that makes me excited for you because even going so much will move for you. And I think when anything's met with nerves, it's somewhat excitement, right? In your body at the same time. So you know, it's expansive, you know, it's challenging, you know, it's new, yet it's going to be so incredible for you. And I can almost guarantee in a year's time from now, you look back and you're like, oh my God this is my life. Like I did that. I moved, look at my friendships, look at my potential relationship, look at my job, look at the way I live my life. You know, so much is about to move and shift for you. And I think advice wise, it's putting yourself out there. It's literally putting yourself in 
places that you know you're going to meet people that align with the human you are and potentially who you want to be and what you're moving into so if that's joining gyms if it's going to pilates if it's you know going to random events and things that you know are a little bit out of your comfort zone but at the same time will have the humans there that you're going to align with your best friend could be there Mm. your partner could be there yeah and the world is truly your oyster in those moments. And I feel like when anyone does anything like this, I'm like, go fucking get it. Because mm. nothing happens when you stay comfortable. Yeah. And it's it's so cliche, but it's equally just so true where anything that I've ever done in my life, and I know similar for you, when you've done the thing that you're like, I probably shouldn't do this, like this feels a little bit scary. It's met with so much growth, so much excitement. And you look back and it doesn't even make sense for that to not have happened. It's my, my favorite saying is if you want something you've never had, you've got to do something that you've never done. Mm. Oh, put it on a t-shirt. Literally put it on a tote bag. <laughs> do the whole thing. Make a brand. I love it. Yeah, make life. a brand because it's <laughs> about that. But that's it. You just have no idea what's about to move for you. And I think that's literally the most exciting part. So I would say full send it. You can't go wrong where you live. And once you're there, just put yourself in situations that feel somewhat uncomfortable and in proximity with people that you know you're going to connect with because your life's about to change and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Get it, queen. Get it, queen. I'm so excited. Welcome to QLD. Yeah. Welcome to Queensland. Um, okay. Question. The sunny state. Is yes. that, what is our little tagline? I think Do we is- know? The sunshine state. The sunshine state. Not the sunny state. Okay. Um, good to know. Good to know. Oh, okay. Question number two. What are your non-negotiables in biz and life? Oh, I love this question. Where do we begin? <laughs> so <laughs> like bang, 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 bang. Yeah, literally I'm like, oh, we can be here all day. But what I would say, like what comes to mind first is I'm actually doing a course next week called Unmatched Standards and we're speaking to standards in pretty much all aspects of your business down to selling and marketing, um, internal boundaries, external boundaries, setting containers, different things like that. But when I think about non-negotiables all together, it's just the word standards. Yeah, You know, where it's like my non-negotiable is the standard that I want to lead in every area of my life. So if I think about, you know, the non-negotiables in my personal life, it's, you know, good communication within relationships. It's eating really well. It's drinking, you know, filtered water. It's training X amount of times per week. It's investing in my health. It's getting good sleep. Like they're the non-negotiables, but really the, the catalyst is just having high standards for myself. And then if I think about business, it's very similar where I'm like, well, leading my business with high standards. So the non-negotiables are, you know, I'm not on my phone early in the morning or I have boundaries around work hours or I have really clean communication with clients or the way that I lead my sales is in integrity. Like it could go in so many directions, but when I think about the non-negotiable, it'll always come back to just having a high standard and holding a high standard for myself in the way that I lead my life and who I want to be. Yeah. Well said. Love that. I have nothing to add. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) High five. High five. (laughs) Question number three. What does a working day look like for you from waking up to going to bed again in the evening? Mm, Good question. No, two days are the same. Ooh. Truthfully. 
Well, I feel like it can't be right where it's like in business now, I think so many days look different. But if we were going like, for an example, today, I'm probably going to be in the studio for four, five, six hours. You We've just never know. We've locked the door on the studio. <laughs> um, so today is just a full day of podcasting. Some days it might be a, a whole new branding shoot. Other days I'm running calls back to back. So it really does depend on the day. But I would say average day in the life is I get up. I typically um, do my morning routine. I feel like it's been different now that it's getting colder. Mm. I don't know if you felt this, but I'm finding it like, what's my routine now yeah. that the sun's not up at 4.30 and I'm not warm when I yeah. get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. it changes everything. <laughs> to a spanner in the works, yeah. but I'm navigating that. So get up, I do my morning routine, like sups, all the different things. I typically won't plug into Vox or phone or anything for at least the first sort of hour of mm. the day. I would say I have that for myself. I then would go for a walk typically. I'd Vox with my clients on my walk, um, come home, breakfast, shower, get ready, live my life, get onto Instagram, do what I have to do over there. And then I'm into my work day. Now I don't have set hours, nor does even, you know, Molly, my BM have set hours. So a standard or a non-negotiable as well, like coming into my day is that we live our lives, right? It's like you as the human comes first and then business comes second because there's no business without the human. And I think that's really important. So I might do two hours of, you know, creation for a course and then I'm showing up and selling. And then maybe I'm plugging into Voxer and on a client call and then I might have the rest of the day off, Mm. but no two days will look the same. So it's kind of the energy of I'll get done what I need to get done. And there's always space in my day to have no work happening. I'm having my lunch. I'm laying in the sun. I'm reading my current book david goggins loving it oh really Mm. love that i love him we should add a segment like book of the week yeah except i read books really slow so it could be like book of the yeah. month yeah. book of the month <laughs> book yeah. of the season <laughs> yeah i got through one but um yeah loving that and it's just creating space for myself so that's kind of what the day would look like i typically always have my afternoons not in a routine. And I think Mm. this is really interesting because I actually had a a private client once plug in and she was like, so what's the go with, with not having a a night routine. Now I still have things that I do, whether it be, you know, adrenal switch before bed, or I put my pillows a certain way, or like, I like my room lit a certain way for circadian rhythm things and whatever. But I personally value freedom. Yeah, I was going to say, you're a Sagittarius. Life. I'm a Sag. Yeah. <laughs> I value freedom. So for me, when I think about freedom, yes, financial, yes, time, all the different things, but I don't want to be bound to four o'clock this, five o'clock this, six o'clock this, mm. because that's creating restraint and constraint literally for yeah. myself. So I I don't really love routine in the afternoons. I might be getting sashimi and, and sitting in bed, doing a bit of work, creating content, watching Netflix talking to my best friend, I don't know, or I could be out for dinner or I could be down the beach or I could be with my niece and nephew or I could be mm. on FaceTime with T currently for a couple of hours. Like I don't need that to look a certain way because that feels like I'm creating you know, restraint for myself and, and that's not the way I want to lead my life nor why I run the business I do. So yeah. I think, yeah, actually, I think people would be surprised at the amount of flexibility I have in my routine, but how much I allow there to be flexibility because there could be more. Yeah. Structure. Structure. If I wanted that to be, but I don't desire that. So yeah. I don't create it. Yeah. I love that. Are you an mm. early dinner or a late dinner person? See, this is a thing with the no routine. Oh, absolutely. You just no never routine. know. You never know. It could be five. It could be six. It could be seven. It typically no later than seven. Yeah. Okay. You're pushing it. You're pushing it past seven. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm hungry before seven. Yeah, aren't we all? I'm typically in bed <laughs> right now, aren't we all? Yeah, we are all. But typically I'm in bed by seven. Wow. Not asleep. Lying down. Just yeah. chilling. Yeah, Just yeah. doing whatever I need to be doing. Yeah. So yeah, we I love that. that. Well, that was fun. That was <laughs> fun. I loved representing the listener questions. <laughs> that was good. I feel like it's taking me back to, and OGs would know, like, ask us three on Drink More Water. Oh my God, the glory days. The glory days. We miss those days. We'll get so fun again. <laughs> but thank you so much for plugging into the first episode of season two. I hope you guys enjoyed this was fun. It was really fun. It was fun. Make sure you head over to the Instagram. It is just Riley May Podcast. And you can also follow my private or personal page, Riley May Coaching. And have you even mentioned evolution yet? I haven't. Wow. Do we dare? Please. <laughs> so evolution is essentially the video diary of a CEO is what I've called it. And yes. we love her. <laughs> She's cool. It's a really cool offer. And I think it's cool even telling the podcast listeners and you guys about this because it's sort of an extension of everything that I speak to. So anything that I'm on here giving context to or anything that I'm updating you on, you see visually in evolution. And it's essentially going to be a series of me every single month filming my entire month, all the highs, the lows, the big things that are happening. And you're really coming with me in my evolution and already it's so funny the first episode's gone live today for april's edition and i'm already obviously filming may Mm. and i can see the shift it's like wow what i was speaking to in april is not what i'm speaking to in may and, and what i was thinking i would do is not what i've actually ended up doing and you're going to very much be a part of that process and i don't feel like you get that anywhere else, right? That real insight to the behind the scenes of someone's business in visual form because you really are seeing so much and I'm sharing a lot with you in terms of what's moving and happening. So it's a really cool offer and I would highly suggest you jump in if you want to see more behind the scenes and just get a better insight to literally what I speak to on the podcast and what I'm doing because it's a different texture. Yeah, totally. We'll definitely have that in the show notes. Don't you worry about that, team. Thank you, podcast manager. (laughs) (laughs) So this is cool, but thank you guys so much for joining us today. We will be back in your ears next week and make sure that if you like today's episode, you tag us on socials. We've got the gram now and we want to see it. Yes, this is good. Speak soon, fam. (laughs) Bye, guys.